Welcome back to Cineman, the spiciest movie podcast. This week, me and John are going to be watching Marvel movie classic. It's Blade, starring Wesley Snipes as the half-man, half-vampire, vampire hunter. But before we get to the movie, I wanted to talk to you for a minute about, you guessed it, Gilgamesh Brewing. Gilgamesh Brewing has created a limited-run craft beer, and it's called the Terry Porter, named in honor of ex-trailblazer point guard Terry Porter. Um... It is a porter-style beer. It's dark, malty, delicious, but most importantly, the funds that it helps raise are going to uh, help fund Dornbecker Children's Hospital. For each 22-ounce bottle sold in retail, Gilgamesh and its distributor are going to donate $2 to Dornbecker's, as well as $40 for every half-barrel keg sold in bars and restaurants across Oregon. And if you go to the Gilgamesh Campus restaurant, $1 will be donated for every Terry Porter pint purchased. And if you want to bump that donation up, then you can come during a Blazer game. And every time you buy a pint of Terry Porter, they're going to donate $2. Of course, uh, you're more than welcome to leave a donation on your own. But I know you're not because you're a worthless, sloppy, drunk fuck. So do what you were going to do anyways. Drink some fucking beer. Drink some of this Terry Porter. Every time you do, you're helping... Fund Dornbecker Children's Hospital, which is one of the number one uh, children's oncology hospitals in the entire world. And they help hundreds of families with children affected by cancer every year. And you can help, too, by drinking beer. So, so go over to the Gilgamesh restaurant, go to your local tap house, drink some Terry Porter, buy some Terry Porter, whatever you got to do. And then remember, on February 24th from 5 until 7, there's going to be a bottle signing at New Seasons Concordia over in Northeast Portland. Uh, but you can find more information about that and about Terry Porter over at gilgameshbrewing.com. Until then, it's Cineman. Enjoy Blade. Welcome to Cineman, the spiciest movie podcast. I'm your host, Rhett. I'm John. And uh, he's also a host, if that wasn't clear, by him just saying, I'm John, and howdy, like he does in every podcast. I laughed my ass off when we did the Star Wars thing, and I was re-listening to it, because I, yeah, I posted it, I don't know if you saw that. Uh, Alex told me, but I didn't see it yet. But uh, I listened to it, it's like introducing everyone, it's like, and uh, John, and you're like, howdy. Yeah, <laughs> so, like you do in everything. <laughs> And when you were gone at the end of the Yana one, uh, you know, we're doing, going around the thing and we're like, yeah. I'm Kane, I'm blah, blah, blah. And I went through, I went through and added you just saying howdy. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's like, I'm Rhett, I'm Kane, I'm Yana. Howdy. <laughs> Jeez, I sound like such a hick. Yeah, but you're not though. I know. That's the weird thing. I mean, if anything, you look like a redneck Bruce Willis with a beard. And more hair. It's pretty specific. <laughs> a redneck Bruce Willis, huh? Just kidding. You're not that handsome. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. I don't think Bruce Willis is handsome, though. I don't. Yeah. I don't have a very good handle on handsome men. I like how you whispered that, <laughs> and it didn't even pick up on the mic. John said he doesn't have a handle on handsome men. <laughs> Maybe well, he didn't want the world to know that. <laughs> well, sounds like you have a relatively decent handle on handsome men. I'm just not very good at 
I got I mean, more than I, a handle. I got a handful. <laughs> you have a handful of handsome men. Well, we all need a hobby. No, I mean, like, some guys can say, yeah, he goes, he's good looking and he's not. I just, I don't have that judgment. Um, yeah, you know, it's strange. And something recently, too, that I've run into, like, a weird problem as well, and maybe this makes me sound bigoted or whatever, but, uh, well, I think it'll make me sound the opposite, but I've been hanging out with a lot of, you know, gay people lately, and, uh, sometimes I don't know, like, I don't know what the etiquette or protocol is and, like, how, um, you know, because I'm definitely, like, I'm not homophobic. Matter of fact, I'm talking about having a handful of handsome men. <laughs> and and I definitely do. Like, I'm able to, like, point to a guy and be like, that's a good-looking guy. You know? Or mm-hmm. that's not a good-looking guy or whatever. I can, you know, I, I'm not, like, turned on by it or anything. But I definitely, like... And that's what I'm saying. I just don't have that. I mean, I can look at a woman and say, yeah. Yeah. Or, or not. But yeah, when it comes to a guy... I don't know their guys. But that's what I was going to say is like, I don't know the etiquette or the protocol mm-hmm. or like what is too far or what's not too far because like, you know, I, I just talk to gay people like I talk to my friends, which makes me half sound like half flamboyant myself. I disagree. I, I don't care if you're gay or not. It doesn't make a difference to me. If you're a good person, you're a good person. Yeah. Well... Is what I'm saying making it sound like I'm criticizing gay people? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> it, it sounds like you were... I don't know what... I don't well, know what I, just talked to, to I just talked to them like I would my buddies, which is a lot of times, though, I'm just sort of being like, hey, there's a handsome guy or whatever. And they don't care. Like, they're fine with it. But then sometimes I wonder, like, I met a, I met a gay person the other day who... Uh, he was a dude. And uh, he came up to me and he said, like, I was a handsome man or whatever. Took it as a compliment, and I gave it right back to him. I was like, hey, well, you're not too bad yourself there, slugger. And he knew that I was straight, and I knew he was gay. There was no, like, but, you know, but then I wonder, like, is that okay for me to, like, reciprocate that comment? Like, I assume it is. Well, yeah, of course, if you have wit about it. I I personally, if someone (laughs) said that to me, I would just be scared half to death. (laughs) No one's ever said that to me. (laughs) I mean, not because I think he was coming on to me or nothing. My wife put you up to this. (laughs) Who are you? <laughs> I mean, not because I thought he was coming on to me or something. I just, I'm not very quick on my feet. Well, you know, and what the the feeling I got was that maybe he was doing like harmless flirting, like a guy might do with a girl, like in a straight situation, mm-hmm. straight situation. Jesus, I come off sounding like the most like, no, freaking like closet, how, like how gay else, hater possible. How, how else are you going to describe it? I have a lot of gay friends, John. <laughs> I have a lot of black friends, a lot of gay friends. <laughs> what are the Asian names? One or two. Uh, Lamp. <laughs> Uh, wait, lamp? Where'd that come from? Well, you know, yes, when someone said, well, yeah, I know those people. Well, what are their names? Uh, Jamal, Piper, um, Piper is the gay one. No, no, no. Piper's the black one, Jamal's the gay one. (laughs) Never mind, I'm stopping. This is, like, getting out of hand. (laughs) Compartmentalizing your friends. Um, I need a black gay one now. (laughs) (laughs) There are no black gay ones. They don't exist. Today, we're watching a uh, Marvel classic from the 90s, starring Wesley Snippies. Uh, How would you say Chris Christopherson's name like that? There, there's a, that? That last name is a long name. Chris Christopherson. 
I don't know. <laughs> it's hard when you get into that. I always like mispronouncing words on purpose. Like, yeah. I used to always tell Bailey, like, or tell Bailey's friends that uh, she was a phlebotomist when she was at the hospital. <laughs> and they're like, what's a phlebotomist? Look it up. Um, philosophy. <laughs> Sounds so bad. Philosophy. <laughs> that's, a, that's one of my favorite ones. But uh, we're watching Blade. Wesley the movie Snipes. about making swords. Yep. About a vampire making swords. Whoa. To kill other vampires. Really? He makes the swords? Uh, he made a sword, but he doesn't make swords. In the so movie. I was right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, How much more proof do you need? None. Now, John, well, have let's you ever... turn it off. We're done. <laughs> have you ever seen Blade? I have not, no. Okay, so classic movie. Blade is a, uh, he's half vampire, half human. Um, and his unique condition allows him to be able to walk in the sun. They call, other mm. vampires call him the day walker. Oh, and he's yeah, able to walk yeah. in the sun and he hunts vampires for a living. So he doesn't have a normal dust job? He's not like an accountant or something? No. With a name like Blade? I mean, come on. <laughs> well, that's the problem. You know, all these vampire movies... They all have the crazy jobs. You never see a, a realistic vampire movie. You know, going to the grocery store. Twilight. Do they go to the grocery store? Yes. I've never seen it. His dad's a doctor. I've only seen like two vampires. They movies. go to high school. <laughs> His dad's a doctor. As vampires? Yeah. His dad's a doctor. Yeah. Well, you know, he's a doctor, right? All the perks. All the free blood you want. They don't drink human blood. Oh, well. Haven't you seen Twilight? See a veterinarian? Haven't you seen it? No, he's a human doctor. He likes to help people. I think he was a human doctor in his human life, and then he became a vampire, struggled with killing humans, and then he got off human blood, feeds off of human blood, and then he, like, you know, became a doctor to, like, continue helping people. And they just, like, move around constantly, so they'll be there for, like, ten years, and then when people are like, why aren't they aging? Then they go to the next town and do it again. So, like, Age of Adeline. I haven't seen that. Is it good? It's really good. Oh, I really dude. enjoyed that movie. I saw the preview for it and I was like, I want to see this. And everyone's like, gay. <laughs> it's a good movie. Harrison I like Ford those types. is really good. Oh, it? is he in that? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, you know how I feel about Harrison Ford after uh, <laughs> after yeah. Thursday night. No spoilers. Or should we spoil it? Fuck you. Fuck the listeners. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. We both watched Star Wars the other night. So yeah, if we so. talk about it, it's your, own, it's your own fault for not turning it off now, really. We'll try not to be uh, give away some of the bigger things. But fuck you. Let's be You're honest. On our podcast. If, if anybody that listens to our podcast cares about Star Wars. They've seen it already. They've seen That's it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> or they'll see it when this is out. That's true, yeah. Like my father-in-law. They weren't going to watch it for a few weeks because they figured theaters were going to be busy. Well, they watched it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> theaters are too busy. But, uh, you know. <laughs> there was empty seats last night. I feel like, it, dude, if you like Star Wars, I think it's almost your responsibility to go and see it in the first weekend, just, you know, for the sake of, like, numbers, right? Yeah. It's sort of like, if you're a fan of an author and really like books that they put out, like, it's almost sort of a responsibility, or maybe an obligation to that author to, like, buy their book in the first month when it comes out, because that's how they get their numbers, like, that's how, that's, yeah. like, where the author makes the most money, Good and point. all that sort of stuff, and I know it's, like, hard to pay 30 bucks for a brand new book. But that's why you pick and choose the authors that you really support. And yep, you support exactly. them that way. You exactly. put your money where your mouth is, right? It's like leaving a tip at a restaurant. Leaving a tip at a restaurant, buying an album instead of fucking stealing it. You know, yeah, like, yeah. 
Um, yeah, sometimes, like, I mean, you know, your money is your power in this world, and sometimes you just got to put it where you think it needs to go. And I think by going to Star Wars in the first weekend, you really show Disney and these people that they didn't make a mistake buying Star Wars for $5 billion and that they <laughs> should make more good movies, right? So, yeah. I mean, part of me, I get a little weirded out when I think about the Disney Empire you know, and they got Marvel now, and they got... I didn't realize they had Marvel. Yeah, and they have Star Wars. Yeah. Like, two of the biggest franchises in history now belong to another big franchise. Like, and... Uh, I don't know what you're saying. And sometimes it weirds me out, because I'm like, Mickey Mouse, fucking Star Wars, like, you know? But at the same time, like, I mean, Disney has the clout, and they obviously have, like, a lot of artistic integrity, mm-hmm. right? Like, they tell they tell really great stories, they make really great movies, and of course there's a few that are hit or miss, but for the most part, you know, John Carter wasn't that great, but, um, but for the most part, I, I mean, after seeing Force Awakens, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm <sighs> so too. excited. Me too. I, the other, the other two can't come soon enough. No. And they won't. I know. Hey, don't you feel old all of a sudden that like we're waiting for Star Wars? I like, was, uh, yeah, I was talking about that this morning. I feel so old. I mean, think about what's weird to think is like Revenge of the Sith came out like more than ten years ago. I was in eighth grade when it came out. Oh shoot! So what does that put me at? Thirteen, fourteen years old? Yeah, ten years ago. Excuse me. Wow, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, and. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just weird. I hope they do another Christmas special. I hope that they learn from their mistakes. <laughs> you know, though, under Disney's rules, the Christmas special is canon. That's true. Because it was on TV. Yeah. Yeah. They literally, like, the blanket rule so they came out Maude with. Wilson in there. Ugh. <laughs> Moment of silence. You know, though, there was something that we didn't talk about or mention at all, hmm. really, when we were talking about Star Wars the other night, and I can't remember what it is, but... <laughs> That's probably why we didn't talk about it or mention it. Well, I wanted to bring... I thought about it when I got home, and I was like, oh, damn, I want to make sure I mention that on the next podcast I do, like, amend something that we didn't talk about. What was it regarding? Um, You know, it's kind of a big plot point, actually, so I think I'm going to avoid it. It's about Kylo Ren. Oh, um, but I, I'd so dig that character. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm very okay with the direction that it's going. I'm yeah. like a little, yeah. you know, it's funny because so many people come up to be me. Actually, not so many people. One person <laughs> came up to me and sort of like, he was like, I was pretty annoyed that they decided to follow the exact plot line of episode four and episode six. And I was like, did they? Like, I don't remember that at all. Like, yeah, there's going to be Star Wars tropes that are repeated throughout the Star Wars universe, but that's because it's Star that's Wars. what makes Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, there's going to be some lightsaber fights, you fucking cunt. Like, <laughs> that's like complaining that James Bond sleeps with a lot of women. That's like complaining that James Bond drives a fucking Aston Martin. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's, that, it's, that, supposed that, it's, yeah. it's supposed to happen. That is James. Did, did you see Spectre yet? Yeah. What'd you think? I really. I wanted to it. talk to you about that, but we haven't podcasted. That's right. It's been. I'll be honest. I I forgot most of what happened in it. Uh, the helicopter fight scene at the beginning. 
holy fuck. That was cool. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Fuck. Now. And of course, the Aston Martin. I mean, it was like one of the purest James Bond movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah, you know, now that you say that, I kind of had that coming out of the theater. It reminded me very much of the original. Yeah, the original James Bond from the '60s. Yeah, and you know, because like. Don't get me wrong, Skyfall was great, but that was a great movie. But it wasn't, like, very pure James Bond. It was, but, I mean... Well, a lot of stuff happened in Skyfall, as far as actually going back to Skyfall. I like the villain more. M. Dine. Like, I felt like Christoph Waltz was pretty wasted in this movie. Like, not drunk, but, but like, I felt like they... Like, what I didn't understand is, like, he blew up that facility in the desert, and then he goes back to London, and then the Christoph Waltz already there, like, beat him there. And it's like, dude, that motherfucker was in an explosion, and all he has is a cut on his eye. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch it now. Yeah. Anyway, should I hit play on Blade? Go for it. He's a daywalker. He hunts vampires. Makes for black. <laughs> Actually, you know why they call it Blade? Why? Before this, he was a knife salesman, door to door knife, steak knives. Uh, what's that? Um, what's that? Uh, oh, Cutco, Cutco knives. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a Cutco guy. <laughs> <laughs> Top salesman of the month. Yeah, good old Blade dude. He even fucking changed his name <laughs> from like Phil Stevens to fucking Blade. <laughs> That's when they fired him. Actually, so you know, you took this too far. He's like fucking got like. He just, like, cuts himself. Instead of, like, cutting pennies up like they do in the infomercials, he just fucking cuts his arms. He's like, <laughs> just fucking look at it. This cuts human flesh just as easily as it fillets his fucking steak. And he's doing that in someone's living room. Doing a little demonstration. Uh, so the subtitle here says 1967, and it's a scene showing Blade being born. His uh, and unfortunately, we don't have our our resident uh, medical expert to critique if yeah. this scene is accurate. I don't know if that's something they do in a hospital. Do you? Uh, this definitely looks a little strange. Now, so the way that Blade was born, John, is that so his mom was pregnant. She was bit by a vampire. She dies. Blade is born, and he's half vampire because so in the in this universe half vampires like mixed bloods mm-hmm. they are um they are bitten and turned excuse me the half vampires are bitten and turned whole vampires are born that way but the fact that blade is half vampire but born from a mortal woman mm-hmm. that's where he gets his daywalker powers gotcha that's just, that's rudimentary genetics right there, really. You know what's interesting is to think, like... What? In Bush Wright? That's that's a heck of a name. I've never seen a name like that. I don't know who that is. Me neither. Now, this movie, as a kid, kind of really scared me. Is that a name? Now. No, it's just saying, like, this is happening now. Um, what really scared me about this movie when I was a kid was the fact that they said, like, vampires are everywhere and you never know who works for them. Oh. Like, they're literally just taking over the world. Um. Oh, yeah, this vamp- chick's a vampire and she takes this guy to this, like, nightclub. Mm-hmm. Nightclub inside of a slaughterhouse? Yeah. That's straight out of Seinfeld. It's in the back. Now... Even this, like, little club, like, even the party, though, like, really kind of scared me as a kid. Because they're, like, 
the sprinklers turn on for like the fire, but it's like blood starts shooting out, and the oh. guy like he's human. And is he's is he the only one human, or is this something vampires do? They they lure their. Yeah, I think it's a pretty common vampire trope. Like, yeah. have you ever seen... You've seen an interview with a vampire, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, they like to hunt, right? And they like to use seduction and lure their prey away and, mm-hmm. like, you know, just do all that sort of stuff. Um, and she lures him to this party where he thinks he's having, like, a fucking awesome time. And, uh... What was this? Late 90s? Yeah. <laughs> I never would have guessed. Well, and the weird part is you can almost tell, too, from, like, the resolution of the film, or just, like, the lighting. Like, yeah. did you see those cityscape shots when it was, it's like, oh, my God, that's so 90s. Like, and I think you're supposed to assume, like, I mean, do you think this is New York? I don't think they ever mentioned where they are, but. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it's not a, doesn't look like it's a warm climate, so it's not L.A., Miami, or something. Yeah, I don't think it's L.A. It might even be, like, I don't know. There's a lot of industrial place, like Blade's base is like in a weird like industrial garage thing. Which just really weirds me out. Like how do you like move into a place like that without being like spotted by people, right? And you're like moving your muscle car in and out when you go to hunt vampires and like Well, it's like Punisher. He lives in that crap crappy apartment building and there's a Dude, that's a movie we gotta watch for Cinnaman. I watched that in Maui. Hey, Isn't you wanna awesome? go to Maui right now? Yeah. <laughs> just leave a recording <laughs> <laughs> oh they can hear in the background is a slide like and then an hour later Bailey walks in what the it's like oh honey we'll be back in a week left a note on the couch can you hit stop when the movie's done See, and here he is. He gets blood, and he... Oh, really? Would you the lick first that? thing you do is taste it? <laughs> he gets this red spot, and he fucking licks it. Oh, is he getting oh, a BJ? Yeah, he certainly is. That's kind of cool. Good for him. <laughs> I, I'm assuming those kind of nightclubs, that kind of thing happens often. I guess, yeah. So here they are, they start spraying blood everywhere, and everyone's like, fuck, finally! And he's like, what? So is he the only non-vampire? He's, yeah, evidently. I mm. mean, there might be more. Maybe some other vampires lured them in there, but... That's what I was thinking. It'd be like half and half type deal. Oh, hey. Why do you gotta get naked and, like, rub blood on your breasts? I don't know, I'm not a vampire. And they just fucking tear him to shreds. Like, wouldn't that be the worst way to go? Just surrounded by monsters, like, covered in blood, and you have, like, you're just trying to have a good time. And, like, you wouldn't die right away. Like, they'd be tearing chunks from your body and, like, drinking your blood, and you're just like, what is going on? Look, he's, like, literally mortally terrified trying to run. Now, there's Blade. Tell me what you think about this costume, John. As soon as you see it. Decked out, all black, of course. All leather. Yeah. (laughs) Perfectly crisp, oiled leather jacket. Yeah, of course. Huge-ass lapels. (laughs) Now, when I was a kid, me and Sam Traeger, like, idolized No way, it's what's-his-name. Yeah. 
He's uh, one of the main bad guys in this. Okay. He's in other stuff. Yeah, he's in um, Grounded for Life, the show, mm-hmm. which was a good, pretty good sitcom. He's in Gotham, the, the TV show. I oh, watched... I haven't seen Gotham. We watched a few episodes, and it was like almost a chore to watch it. Yeah, I, I wasn't kind of what I got, it. too. Like, everyone's like, why don't you watch it? You like DC. And I'm like, it just doesn't seem that good to me. Yeah, it wasn't. I was hoping it was going to be great, but it just wasn't gelling. I yeah. interrupted you and Sam Traeger. Yeah, we used to watch this movie religiously along with The Matrix. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and, uh, I was going to say, oh, that other guy, he's in the Patriot too. Oh. Remember he's like, kind of like the racist guy. who's like, I don't want to serve along a, next to a black guy. And then at the end of it, he, you know, the guy's like, I hope you don't mind. In the Patriot? Yeah. With the pa- Sam, like, not Sam. Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson. Yeah. I've never seen it. What? Oh, it's so good. And that's like one of my favorite scenes in the movie because the whole time that guy's kind of like a racist asshole. Like, he's like, I don't want to serve along no Negroes, you know, basically, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And then, and then literally, one of my favorite parts of the movie is, oh, Ooh. Jesus. Blade just kicked a guy's head into a, like, electrical socket and killed him. Um, but, uh, and then at the end of the movie, the guy goes, you know, he goes, it's been an honor. Like, the black guy says, you know, it's been great serving with you. I hope you don't mind dying alongside you know a black guy or something like that and he goes how about dying alongside a friend and he like holds out his hand uh, <laughs> and it's like oh god that's a touching move yeah. moment in cinema yeah i actually really like the patriot it's pretty good i've heard i've heard it's fantastic i just haven't watched it it's basically braveheart but <laughs> the american version of braveheart i also haven't seen braveheart what i know there's, okay. there's some movies I've seen. But... There's going to have to be a few, like, podcast-free movie nights, and we're going to have to watch fucking Braveheart, at least, I'm, dude. I might take time off next week and the week after that. I'm generally pretty free. I make my own schedule now that I'm a business owner, John. Yeah. A business owner. Do you have an LLC? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What is it called? If you don't mind. Um... I don't know if I want to say it on the podcast yet. Gotcha. But here you go. Um, hey, that's a, that's a slick business card right there. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thanks, John. <laughs> this is a slick business card. <laughs> Fuck you. Just... I didn't mean to do that. I meant to do that. Uh, yeah, go ahead and hang on to that. I mean, and um, that's if cool. you ever hear somebody who might be able to use my services. Um, is that? What? Is that a note you took on one, or is that written on all of them? I wrote that on all of them. I should have just printed it. I should have just fucking printed it no on worries. there. No but... Vistaprint? What? Vistaprint? Fuck yeah. Ten Nine bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you ever know anybody that can use... Uh, I can talk to you more about it after the podcast, but... Ugh... Stapled to a wall. That guy's toast. He lives, though. That's the uh, guy from Gotham. Oh, really? I don't know his name. I should really learn. So, Blade just, like, fucking whooped everybody's ass. And then he, like, cooked this guy. Like, he was on <laughs> fire. And then the pe- like the medical examiner, or the medical doctor's like, we gotta get him some help. And they think he's dead. And then he, in the next scene, you'll see he fucking gets up and starts killing people. 
Uh, the bad guy in this movie is, um, what's his name? Uh, Christian Slater. Oh, really? Yeah, he's the main bad guy in this movie. He plays a guy named Frost. What is your favorite vampire movie? Have you seen many? No. Have you seen, like, From Dusk Till Dawn? Oh, that's a great movie. Isn't it, though? (laughs) I watched, yeah, I watched that not too long ago. You know, they're making a TV show. From Dust to Dawn? Yeah. And it's supposed to be like what happens after the first movie. Because someone made a bunch of, like there's two through four or something that aren't made by Robert Rodriguez, who directed the first one. And they're not very good, apparently. Um. Yeah, I don't think so. I thought Quentin Tarantino made those, but he's just in them. I think so. Which kind of threw me off. But I think him and Robert Rodriguez has done a handful of stuff together. Yeah, they're friends, so... That would make sense, wouldn't it? What a weird job. Like, would you like to cut into a cooked corpse I I could not do any of that stuff. I've been watching CSI lately. And I just... I, I could not handle that. It's... Yeah, I don't know if... I don't... Oh, oh, shoot. So, yeah, obviously he's alive, and now he's fucking oh, eating Oh, gosh. Bitches. That's why you Doesn't that do look that scary, job. though? Yeah, that Doesn't looks Doesn't that look terrifying. scary? And he's just, like, fucking yelling at bitches. He's not even, like... He's not even, like, hey, I'm a vampire. He's like... What do you say in a situation like that? I'm evil, thus I'm Bert and still alive? Yeah. So, here's Blade come back to finish the job. <laughs> he just punches him. You know, one of my favorite parts about this is, like, the action is oh. actually... The action is actually pretty good. <laughs> Nothing like a black guy saying that. I know. <laughs> I actually, I mean, personally, I've always sort of liked Wesley Snipes. Like, people kind of give him shit for the whole tax thing, but really, I think it was just a convenient way to make an example out of somebody for... And I think that's exactly what they did, because I heard... I, I, don't I heard remember. that he offered to pay it all back, like... Yeah. Because he, did, he didn't know. I think he, like, legitimately believed and that... And it wasn't that much, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Like, you think someone like that making a handful of money, it would be a lot, but it was, like, under a hundred grand or something? I, you know, it's weird. It's like, I, I know people who who have evaded taxes, and then they just get, like, house arrest for a year or something like that. It's like, you had to put this guy in prison because he's famous? Like <laughs> That's exactly what they did. Which is fine with me. Like, I don't think a famous person should get special privilege, but I also don't think a famous person should get treated worse yeah, either. Exactly. You know, it's like, to me, everybody is like, should just be equal. Yep, and uh, ideally, that's the truth. So, Blade is so strong that he can throw a human being across. Or aren't vampires supposed to be strong? Yeah. I like how the cops, like, have no worry about, like, hitting an innocent bystander. <laughs> like, the real cops would not shoot at that. It's one of the things about that's funny about movies like this, where cops are just shooting everywhere. Why is he shooting back at the cops? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, maybe he's just covering himself. Look at those perfect bullet holes. Those were fake. In one of the frames, it seemed like the door was wood. In that one, it was metal. I think the door is metal. 
he kicked it open. It had like a thud sound. Yeah. Like a, a metal thud. But it, but when they were shooting, the, maybe the bullets coming out, it was splintering wood. Like maybe it was wood on one side. Maybe. Maybe the silver bullet hole is like leftover bullet spreading on it, you know? So it looks silver, but it's like just like bullet smear. Oh. Wood. Yeah. So what city does this look like to you? Pretty dismal. That's not New York. I'm not familiar enough with the New York skyline. I mean, do you think... I mean, New York, I mean, that would have been a bigger skyline. It would have been more buildings. You think it could be Detroit or Chicago? Yeah, that's probably a good call. Because look it at like, like where one he of those is. Towns. I mean, he's driving a muscle car. He has to be in Motor City. It's Detroit. That's got to be Detroit. Should we look it up? <laughs> Should I look up any trivia about this movie? I forgot we do that. <laughs> You want, you got it? I'll do it. Okay. My phone's close to dead. Oh. Hey. Oh, it's oh, down there. there. Um. I'm thinking Detroit. Look at all that machinery. I mean, exactly, right? Like, I actually, I actually like their base. I like his base on the second one more. Oh, Chris, Chris, yeah, that's, he's I his friend, Whistler. Mm-hmm. Like the Canadian city. Is that a Challenger or a Charger? I don't know. You'd I'm, be the one to know. I think that's the same car that's in Bullet. Is it? Which would make it a Challenger. Charger is four-door. Challenger is two-door. That's what Dustin said. Now. Oh. I don't think Chargers were four-door cars. The tagline for this movie, John? The power of an immortal. The soul of a human. The heart of a hero. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Christopherson looks like uh, Jeff Bridges. Oh, wait. Maybe Stephen Dorff is the main bad guy. I thought it was Christian Slater. Yeah, it looks like I don't know anything about this, so... Um, she has on a man's shirt. Apparently... Apparently... They're actually... Injecting garlic into her. Yeah, because they're... Uh, so she was bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the garlic would expel the vampire toxins. Yeah. Or, or kill whatever. Yeah, kill the vampire mutagen or whatever you would call it, I guess. And it's not foolproof. I mean, they flat out tell her, like... See, it's smoking now? Jesus. Yeah. They flat out tell her, like, if you feel the thirst coming on, put a bullet in your brain. Yeah, <laughs> like... Um... So people that are bit, bitten by vampire, vampires, do they become full vampires? They become they become real vampires, but they come, in this movie, what they call half-blood. Oh, so like second class? Yeah. And you'll see right here, this is a great that scene. Guy. I don't know who he is. This is actually a great scene, because to me, like my, one of my favorite aspects of like the vampire like uh, mythos and like the... Uh, and, and like uh, the tropes commonly used in vampire fiction is like the aristocracy of vampires, right? Yeah. Because like you're mortal, like you're going to accrue wealth and you're going to do all. So here's like the council of vampires right here, and they talk. See, and they talk about this guy Frost. Mm -hmm. They say send in Frost, and we're about to see him for the first time. And they don't like him because Frost is a powerful vampire who has a lot of followers, um, and he's smart and he's charismatic but he's uh oh i guess that's not christian slater mm. 
think Bailey told me that was, but I think that's Stephen Dorff or whatever. But uh, he's charismatic, but he's like, he doesn't have scruples. Like, he doesn't fucking care. Yeah. Like, he just does it. And they don't like him because he's a half-blood. Oh. He's a half-blood vampire. He was turned. And these people were all born as vampires from vampire parents. Gotcha. See, if your blood were pure... Yeah, yeah. Don't we have enough trouble? It's an interesting scene here. I really like it because, you know, these guys are very powerful, but he just gets away with fucking talking to him however the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, um, People are our food, not our allies. Apparently, there was originally a scene in this movie where the girl would wake up after being injected with the garlic and she would find a jar with a vampire fetus inside of it. And... Uh, it was originally used by Blade and Whistler to test out weapons and, like, devices oh. on how to fight vampires. But the studio nixed it because they thought that it was too uh, gruesome. Yeah. Um, apparently, there was some sort of conflict between Dorf and Wesley Snipes when they were filming <clears throat> the hostage scene where Blade and Frost first meet in person. It was Dorf's first day on set, and while he was trying to establish Frost's motivation, approach, etc., Snipes became impatient and tried to counsel Dorf. Then Dorf became incredibly frustrated and said he felt overwhelmed since David Fincher and the other notable filmmakers visited during filming and added further attention to the frantic on-set nature. (laughs) Um, It forced Wesley Snipes to assert his producer authority and make decisions. Snipes would tell Dorf that it was essential to trust... In him, not only as the starring lead, but also as producer. Snipes goes on in the commentary to say, for a while, there wasn't that trust. Interesting. Uh, So he just walks around in a full leather trench coat all day. (laughs) Pretty much. That's definitely not blending in. Apparently the character... Garlic, eh? Yeah. Apparently the character Whistler was created for Blade's cameo in the Spider-Man cartoon show, and he was really liked by Marvel CEOs, so they made Whistler a real (laughs) character. Jet Li was offered the part of Frost, but opted to do Lethal Weapon 4 instead. The worst of the Lethal Weapons. Blade's car is a 1968 Dodge Charger. Charger. Apparently, there was a scene originally that, um, where Deacon and that, uh, lady would talk about what would happen when vampires turned everyone on Earth into vampires. Mm -hmm. How they would feed. And the idea would be that they would keep basically humans alive, like in the movie uh, uh, The Daybreakers. Have you ever seen that one? No. That's another pretty decent vampire one. That one's relatively new? Yeah, it's a little new. And actually, it takes a unique approach of the fact that the whole world is vampires. Oh, really? The world is... Everyone's a vampire. Uh, and there's a few select humans fighting against vampires. Oh, okay. And, um, and vampires, uh, apparently the idea in Blade... And what they do in Daybreakers is that um, they keep humans alive, basically, in a gigantic blood bank, and they just harvest blood. Yeah. Which is interesting and kind of scary. Yep. Like Mad Max. Apparently, there's a couple sound effects uh, from Aliens used in this movie. Where was it filmed? Or what, what city is it supposed to be? I don't know. I'm is sure. it a fictional city? I don't know. Like Gotham or something? Not I mean, Marvel, Gotham, but... Marvel usually uses, like, real real cities. Oh, do they? You know, New York, yeah. 
New York X Men takes place in New York. Spider Man takes place in New York. Oh. Avengers takes place in New York. Oh. Um. Apparently, there's a scene where uh, Blade is chased by a subway, and uh, all the passengers in it are cardboard cutouts. <laughs> I'll have to keep an eye open for that. I actually really like his sword. I always wanted to get the blade like replica sword. So those things that popped out of the hilt, is that so if you're not him, it'll cut your hand? It'll cut your hand, yeah. So is he injecting him with blood and garlic mixture? There is some sort of... uh, So in order to fight the thirst, uh, because Blade obviously doesn't want to be a vampire, he injects himself with a serum that's supposed to curb the thirst. Apparently there's a scene where the doctor first meets Whistler... Mm -hmm. And Blade can be seen holding a map of New Orleans. This not only implies the city that they are in, it is an homage to the comic books. Most stories of Blade takes place in New Orleans. Really? Yeah. I will say right now that this does not look like New Orleans. Well, not the New Orleans we know. But... What's interesting, though, is that New Orleans is definitely like a hub for like vampire fiction. Yeah. Uh, Interview, Interview with the vampire, vampire takes place there, and uh, I've read a lot of books that. Um, do you need to take that or? Yeah. Go ahead and just hit pause on there. So yeah, and th- I've read a lot of books that take place in New Orleans and and all that sort of stuff. I think I was saying it's a very. Not a spiritual place, but it's a very old place. Very old place, very cultures. diverse. Yeah. Very diverse. And I think that's like what draws a lot of people uh, to it for using it for stories. Because, yeah, you got like the Native American. Now, why does well, he do he that? Well, he does not care about his paint. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, why does that happen? Go ahead and hit pause. Again. <laughs> so, why would he do that? Is there some sort of reason he would just spread gasoline he don't all care. over the car? He don't care. And then did you notice he... Pulled out his lighter to light a cigarette when he was standing right next yeah. to the gasoline. Yeah, it's, I think it just shows that he doesn't care. That'd be my guess. Well, I think, if I understand right, in the second movie... So, yeah, apparently yeah. he's supposed to be holding a map at New Orleans right there. Um, I think in the second one, he's sick and he's dying. Maybe he knows in this one that he's dying, too, and he's just like, fuck life. Yeah. But he wouldn't try to... Oh. Why would he ruin the car, though? Yeah. I mean, did that look like gas to you, though? What else would it be? I don't know. It looked like water when he shot it all over the car, but... I mean, it kind of looked like gas. It didn't... had different... looked like it had different viscosity than water, but I could be wrong. UV rays. Um. (laughs) Oh, UV rays to kill vampires. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, yeah, you got the Native (laughs) American cultures in New Orleans. You Mm -hmm. got the French. You got the... uh, Haitians and Caribbean cultures coming yeah, up in there. Yeah, all that like voodoo, like yeah. Cajun stuff right there. Yeah. Then he got, uh, you know. Well, it's an old city, and it's a, I mean, you know, it's a port city. So well, back in the 1800s the and stuff, or 1700s, yeah, you had, the French were the most popular, but there was also Germans. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, obviously the biggest part of the city was the French Quarter. But uh, what else was there? Uh, I don't know. Jazz. Jazz. People called jazz. <laughs> New Orleans jazz? I, Isn't that a thing? Yeah. 
No, it's the Utah Jazz. Well, yeah, Utah Jazz is the basketball team. Why is there Why is there Jazz in Utah? Not sure. It's the whitest state. There's like three black guys. <laughs> yeah. And they're on the basketball team. <laughs> Everybody else has three wives. <laughs> Mormons. Am I right? Well, actually, we were talking. someone was talking about this in the office because their dad was in the Mormon church when he was a kid, but then he left. If you go just like border towns of Utah that aren't in Utah and other states, there's a ton of Mormons because they they try to get rid of the image in the state. So I don't know if they get incentives to move or just... I don't know. That's a good question. into it, but... Now, um, Luna, come on. I don't want to hear your stupid Tinkerbell on this recording. I like hearing it on the recording. So. I know. It's kind of cute. We just put her collar back on for the first time in like six months. Oh, really? Well, we got her a new one. She used to have a purple color now. She's got red. Because she's grown up. She's not a little girl anymore. She's a big kitty. <laughs> um, but see, does that look like New Orleans to you? I mean, like it that could. skyline? Whenever we see New Orleans, let's be honest, what do we see? Old buildings. There's got to be an actual city part of New Orleans. She's locked onto your reflection there. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Luna. It's okay. Let's see. I'm just going to Google right now. Where does Blade take place? I mean, because there's that movie with uh, Nick Cage and John Goodman where they're in New Orleans and there's city parts like that. Blade film. Most of the filming was done in Los Angeles. Hmm. I just can't find where it takes place. I'd buy New Orleans. The movie Blade takes place in New York or a larger city, but it never really does say. That's what this says. Hmm. I mean... Well, if in the comics, it takes place in New York. In the comics, a lot of it takes place in New Orleans. I mean, that's what I meant to say, New Orleans. I don't mind thinking about it in New Orleans, I guess. It is like... It makes it different. I do like it. Yeah. I mean, there's so much stuff that happens in New York. Come on. The only other thing that takes place in Louisiana that I like is True Detective. I like the shitty, like, 90s, like, D&B. That Just gonna Frost say, you know he's cool because he's listening to Bad Electronica. Hey, dude. <laughs> it's crazy to think, though, like, because I liked, I liked that generation of Electronica, but now, when you listen to it, it's so good and so high quality. Like, it's almost unbearable to listen to anything that's, like, older than five years. It changes so fast. Look at all those fucking newspapers everywhere. Like, what the fuck is going on in this shithole city? Like, there's not a fucking, like, municipal, like, garbage company. It's just, like, oh, literally yeah. raining fucking newspapers. That was kind of ridiculous. But it's daytime! And, like, literally, it looked like a whole truck must have lost fucking newspapers right around there. That's what happened. Newspaper truck crashed. Now, here's what's crazy. So now this character, and I don't know her name. I think it's Karen or something. She uh, has been indoctrinated into this world of vampires. And she starts fucking seeing the signs all around her. Mm -hmm. Those people are marked. They work for vampires. And they might not be vampires themselves, but they work for them. And the different... Uh, and, and, and look at her bandages, too. That's Yeah, and they probably know exactly what so the in the happened. So in, in the universe of the story... Do people know about vampires? Like, no, they're not common. No, okay. like, and I well, I mean, know that they're there, not but... commonly known. Okay, it's not like common knowledge that vampires exist. Like, well, it's, a whole, they it's exist. a whole underground world. It's okay. That I guess that's what I'm asking. Because I mean, it, so there's no stories with vampires in it. Well, I guess I don't know. I see what Cause you're asking. Yeah, because like, I mean, zombie stuff. Like, I think if I remember correctly, in The Walking Dead, 
in the Walking zombies Dead, aren't even like a Walking like Dead takes folklore. place in an alternate universe in which zombie fiction never existed. Exactly. And that is why they never use the word zombie. Exactly. That's That's why they don't know to shoot him in the fucking head the day it happens. You imagine a fucking zombie apocalypse happening here? It'd be over in 24 hours and we'd be victorious because every motherfucker would have shot every yeah. zombie in the head. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, finally! I've been waiting for this shit! <laughs> People would say that. It's like, I love that joke. There's a comic that does a joke about, like, uh, guns and shit like that, you know? And the thing is, uh, he goes, you guys ever seen that new Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing? He's like, that guy goes through a fucking killing <laughs> frenzy with a chainsaw in the in the Texas State Par- uh, Fair. And he goes, that shit ain't realistic. Some guy in Texas sees a guy going on a murder spree with a chainsaw, he'd be like, finally! And he'd pull out his 12-inch fucking ha- revolver and blow the guy away. And he goes, but I could believe that place, that, uh... He says, but I could believe that if it happened in Oregon. If it was Oregon, Texas, or yeah, Oregon Chainsaw Massacre. He's and, he, and he's And the guy said, he's like, uh... He said, uh... He started mimicking people in Oregon. He goes, oh, that guy's just expressing himself. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. It is. Karen. Karen, yeah. Jensen. Jensen. I know, I was just making fun of it because it's O, not an E at the end. It is an E at the end, you no, blind it was, piece of shit. It was J-E-S-O-N. It was J-E-N-S-E-N. There was no second E. You want to go back and fucking look yeah. at it? It was Jensen. Jensen. <laughs> it's a French name because they're in New Orleans. Oh. Yeah, you're... Back to the beginning of the movie? <laughs> Read the opening credits. Okay. We're going to watch it in one and a half time. I'm fucking just fast forwarding <laughs> to where we get there, you piece of shit. Okay. Close enough. Okay, close enough. Sorry, <laughs> listener. I think this is the first time we've ever rewinded a movie on the podcast. Yeah. Hi there. Ah! Ooh, ah, hold on. <laughs> I don't know a single cop that would, like, fucking flip out on a person like that and yeah. run after them. But see, the uniform, the cop uniform looks so much like New York. Yeah. Right? Like, New Orleans cops don't wear fucking fur-lined collars. Oh. Jenson. It's a French name. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If that was New Orleans, even... Well, does it get cold down there? No. Even in, like, December, January? Vince Boxler is in New Orleans right now, and he runs his AC while he sleeps. What is he doing in New Orleans? He's in the Navy. Is he really? Yeah. I did not know that. Good yeah, he him. shipped out last summer. Really? Yeah. Now he's stationed in New Orleans. Because you're dead too, bitch. I like this. So one. he's a vampire dude? Yeah. She right. maces him. What is this, garlic? Oh. He's not a vampire, he just worked for him. He just works for them. So Blade was using her as bait. I was saying earlier, I never finished my thought, that um, I like the action in this movie, but it's always funny to watch because he has these, like, always these really weird, quick, jerky motions that he does. Like, you know, and it's like... Yeah. Like that punch right there. Yeah, or like when he's just backhanded the guy when he was standing there, like... Or, like, people punch him, and you can always hear the sound effects of, like, him blocking and then, like, punching the guy. Vampire Cattle Brand. Oh. And <laughs> the March of Dimes. <laughs> See, That's and then true. that punch right there. He's, like, not even yeah. looking. It just, like, clocks him in the face. Oh, he says it's fake. That's true. When you think these criminal, you know, movies with criminals and whatnot. Not criminals, but... Yeah. Guys. Vigilantes. Catching, yeah. 
How are they going to fund themselves? <laughs> yeah, not everybody's fucking Batman. By the way. Yeah, duh. Fuck, dude. <laughs> I was really unsure about it in that trailer. Dude, that trailer. Oh, <laughs> I know. I couldn't fucking believe how badly I hated um, uh, Man of Steel 2 until I saw that trailer. Dude, so, you know, there was a cool line in the trailer before. The cool line in the trailer before that said, uh, you know, he's like, he's like, uh, I'm going to show you what your own blood, or it's like, do you bleed? We'll find out. Or whatever, you know, yeah, Batman yeah. says that. No, the best line on this one fucking puts that other one to shame. He's like, I'm going to show you what it means to be a man. Like, yeah. Batman says that to Superman. I'm just like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Nobody is more qualified to say that to Superman than Batman is. <laughs> so at the end there, the trailer anyway, they end up fighting together as a team, don't they? Yeah, it looks like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah because it because, uh, looks like... It looks like Lex Luthor brings back the animated corpse, or uses DNA of some sort to bring back Zod. And I think the villain they fight is Doomsday, but I don't really know. Doomsday is like the one person who kills fucking Superman in the comic books, I think. Batman could do it. Oh, really? Batman could beat anybody. There was a debate on Facebook the other day. I mean, he beats him in the comic books a couple times, and he has, like, a contingency plan on how to beat everyone in the Justice League just in case they go rogue. Really? Um, Batman's pretty freaking awesome. You know, it's like... I, yeah, I mean, I like Batman. I don't know. But what I like is... Uh, he doesn't see Blade's fucking charger right there. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Not a very good cop. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I like the hip-hop. What the fuck was I just saying, though? See, this doesn't look like New Orleans. It doesn't. Well, I mean, we... it doesn't have a it doesn't have a southern vibe to it at all. Yeah, it has a northern vibe. I mean, it. it what m- city does uh, bringing out the dead take place in? I don't. I'm not, I don't know if I've seen that. Oh, it's a good movie with Nicolas Cage. It's a really good movie, and it looks like that city. I mean, it just. I don't know. Do you ever play that game, GeoGuessr? No, you ta- you're talking about it, but no. I'm obsessed with it, and what happens is it, it puts you down on a Google Street View. Yeah. In a random place in and the world. And you gotta guess. And you gotta look around, use the clues, and you gotta guess where you are. And I am pretty good at the game. And it's just like this weird intuition. I just go with my gut, like I look at it, I try to gather clues, I look at the trees, I try to guess the climate, and I figure out like... You know, I'm pretty, I'm not like spot on, but I'm pretty accurate. Like a lot of times, like I can get like the right region, right? Like Southwest, Northwest, yeah. Northeast, the South. Oh, I know what you're saying. Like, Stuff does have a feel. Yeah. And this just doesn't have a New Orleans feel. Like, look at that. There's boxing newspapers plastered to the mm-hmm. walls. Boxing a big deal in New Orleans? I'd imagine it's a so. Big deal in Vegas and Atlantic City and New York. Like, There's right. the burger run. Three for a buck probably a stag film i think maybe hollow point filled with garlic i mean they do film this in la so it's weird that i'm saying it has a north vibe like i think it's just like part of the lighting it's the clothes hollywood knows what they're doing too well they do and you're right like if they want you to make it feel like it's something they're gonna you well very true most of the time they do very true i i can agree with that i don't know why i said that hang on my favorite band the chinese version of tattoo (laughs) <laughs> but what the fuck was I saying earlier? Um, remember what we were just talking about? 
had an under. I had an. I, I don't remember. I really. Oh, uh, Batman versus Superman. Oh yeah. Well, some there was a debate on Facebook the other day about like, is Batman really a superhero, guys? And it's like, uh, I think that. anybody who beats Superman is allowed to be called a fucking superhero, for God's sake. Oh, okay, you can see up there. I'm and sorry. in the strictest definition, he may it. not be a superhero, but he's a freaking superhero. He's Batman. Yeah. I mean, Sherlock used to be considered a superhero, basically. Oh, really? Are they coming out with a Sherlock movie I saw with uh, Cumberbatch? Well, they're coming out with, uh, yeah, like a Christmas special. Comes oh, out in January for us. Have you seen them all? I've seen a few of them. You should watch them all, dude. They're good. They're fucking fantastic. You don't get to be on your podcast, Nunez. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good girl. You are the best type of little kitty girl. <laughs> My cat. Um, That's no freezer. I like how there's even like compartments on the door. You like it? You like that? It's only it's weird. Only within the last like two months has Luna let me start being like really rough on her. <laughs> She used to only, like, let me pet, like, very yeah. gently. Yeah. Now I'm just like, yeah, you like it? Oh. Oh! <laughs> thought she was going for my whiskey. <laughs> Cats uh, like being roughed house a little. I think a little bit. And I think she's, uh, I think it's partially because it's so cold in our house all the time. Mm. Like, because we don't have a furnace. Like, that's our heater for the whole house. Yeah. So. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> and I think she just, like, appreciates, like, the attention and, you know, I think... It's nice. She's getting older. I mean, yeah, she's a still a young cat. Mature. She's barely... You've had her, what, two, three years? I think she just turned two. Oh, okay. We got her when she was, like, four weeks. <laughs> so... Wow. She's getting there. She's yeah. turning into an ideal cat. <sighs> Soon she's going to be, like, one of those dogs from the commercials that uh, have joint pains and they just lay there. Like one of our cats right now. She just lays. <laughs> and that's it for this week's episode of Cineman. We wrap up the first hour of Blade. Hopefully by now you've worked up a thirst for some Terry Porter from Gilgamesh Brewing. And you're going to go out and you're going to drink some delicious beer and help support a good cause. Um, make sure you guys tune back in next week for, for the next episode in this uh, Blade recording. And we have one more after that. We have three total Blade recordings. So until then, uh, please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever uh, medium that you happen to listen to this on. And uh, go ahead and uh, tweet at us. We're at Cinnamon Spice. Um, or you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash our podcast. Um, as always, call us, leave a voicemail at 657-888-3835. Oh, and of course, you can also email us at cinnamon at airpodcast.com. Until next time, it's been Cinnamon, the spiciest movie podcast.